Scooby, how's it hanging? How's it happen? You guys know what it is. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast. Hey, everybody. It is Thursday. It is the 25th of August. And today, we bring on another band that's going to be playing the When We Were Hungry Music Festival. This band is also one of my top five favorite bands I've ever had on the podcast. I love to do an episode of this band at least once a year, and I'm so glad we're doing it now. So before we jump into everything, I want to thank support for this podcast. So first, support is coming from Manscaped. Yes, Manscaped, the premier company for below-the-belt care for all you guys out there. And, well, let me put it this way to you. Yep, summer's coming to an end, but it's still hot, man. Like, it's still hot. The last thing you want is, you know... A lot of crap going on down there where all of a sudden you're just like, oh my God, it's so hot. Oh my God, there's so much hair down here. This lawn is unkempt. Uh, so how do you get through with that? Well, let me go and show you how you work with that and get rid of that with Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0. Yep, that's going to take care of whatever you got down there to make sure that you're smooth, slick, looking good. And on top of that, let's be honest, feeling pretty comfortable down there. Because all of a sudden, you're not going to be like, oh, God. Oh, God. It's I've also heard that if you know, if it's shorter down there, you know, looks like it adds a couple of inches. Okay, that's kind of weird, though. But this thing literally will help make that process go as smoothly as possible. So what does the Lawnmower 4.0 have for you? Well, how about this? You turn it on. Oh, what's that? Is that a light? Yep, it's a 4K LED light, so you can see exactly what you're doing down there because the last thing you want to do is have a real bad shave down there. Like, eh. Who's going to want to look down there then? It also is waterproof, so in case you drop in water for some reason, yep, this bad boy is still going to work. And it has advanced skin-safe technology to make sure that when you're shaving down there, you don't get any cuts like... Like, you don't want any cuts on there. You want to have that skin-safe technology. This prevents it with this blade right here. Why is it more wet? It is, like, ceramic, actually. So, prevents it. Advanced skin-safe technology right there. Want to pick up one of your own and make sure that you're the cleanest down there as possible? Boom. Go to manscaped.com. Get yourself a lawnmower 4.0. And use the code CPP to get 20% in free shipping on your entire order. So... Thank you, Manscaped. We are also sponsoring the When We Were Hungry Music Festival happening out in Las Vegas, Nevada on October 20th and 21st of 2022. You know, this is one of the coolest festivals out there. You miss Warp Tour, this is the one to go to. Tickets are on sale now. Make sure you go and get them before they sell out because there are many great bands on this lineup that will be on the podcast as well, including Modern Day Escape including Outlier, foreshadowing on something, if you haven't looked at the title. We also have Along Came a Spider, Saving Vice, Varsity, Palisades, Secondhand Serenade is headlining day two. Who's headlining day one? None other than Black Flag. So you know, you can be crying your emo hearts out one set, moshing like crazy the other set, and just vibe in another one. It's like fucking Warp Tour, baby. You're going to want to be there. Las Vegas, man, October 20th and 21st. Tickets on sale now when we were hungryfestival.com. Link is in the description of the podcast, so go there right now. Get a ticket. Find me in the pit. Pancakes in the pit. Memes in the dreams. Let's have some fun. Now it's time for a feature presentation. So why did I say massive fortune when I said outlier? Because, well, outliers are guests on the podcast today. So this is another incredible podcast. Whenever I talk to Joey from Outlier, like, this is one of the 
all-time great podcast which I always look forward to because I never know what we're going to get into, but I know it's going to be awesome. I know it's going to be profound, and this one does not disappoint as we talk about new music coming from the band, Song Living Dead, uh, September 9th, if you're listening, playing when we were Hungry Festival, why they're playing, how they got to play it, and just the whole entire vibe of it, how they're really digging it, everything around there. Plus, we also talk some great stuff around the music industry, around rock and metal that you're going to be like, huh, I think these guys are right. Absolutely, because, well, this is fucking awesome. My my favorite guest, one of my favorite guests to have in the podcast, Mr. Joey Arena from Outlier, along with Mike from Outlier as well, here today with us. So, let's get into it. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah! Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. This is bound to be one of my favorite interviews of 2022. Every time I have this band on the podcast, my God, it's always one of the best ones. So, of course, that's why I'm wearing their shirt right now that I bought at their show back in October of 2021. And they've got new music they're working on. They're going to be at the When We Were Hungry Music Festival. And holy shit, are you in for one hell of an episode. So, please... Welcome, Joey Arena and Mike from Outlier to the podcast. So, Mike, first off, welcome to the Corporate Podcast. And Joey, always a pleasure, man. Welcome back. Good to be back. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. So, how's it been going in your world as of late? Because I know you guys have been busy as all hell, like, yeah, for the past bit. couple of, like, months, weeks, whatever. It's been nuts. Yeah, we, uh, so we've been crazy busy at the, you know, we, we've had some, like, one-off shows and, like, some festival stuff and uh staying a little bit busy and active you know um you know out there as much as possible but we changed up a lot of stuff on our end we have a whole new team we're working with now so um on the back end aside from having a new team new representation we are also uh just insanely busy in the studio getting ready to release like honestly our most our our best work yet and i know i keep saying that but i think it's like i am forever uh just pushing the envelope with the stuff and i'm trying to keep it as surprising and entertaining as possible because i don't want our fans to forever like expect the same thing you know lightning don't strike twice with us so i want to keep like things fresh and and keep uh you know adding new elements of rock and metal to our sound and just uh again keep keep the world and honestly keep ourselves guessing here but um we're dropping our next single september um september 9th so we're dropping a new single called Living Dead, and, uh, you know, you're hearing it today. So um, we have not even announced it, really. But um, Living Dead drops September 9th, and we are anticipating a massive release, like our biggest release yet. We have um, such a big team built around this release, and we cannot wait to see all of the hard work kind of come to fruition on this. And that's it, man. We'll see where it goes from there, but we're just kind of setting ourselves up for a successful 2023 at this point, as we near like, you know, the final quarter of the year for music. The, and that is something that is absolutely just like blowing my mind right now. The fact that we're going to get a new single from you in a matter of weeks and just seeing, especially listening to the band and kind of listening to the things that have come out since, you know, the first time we spoke. And then of course the most recent time we spoke and the last time I saw you play live, the quality of the music is just getting more and more insane. Like I'm just listening and like, there's so much more going on here. There's so much more. This is, this is rawness. That's to the emotion that is through everything. Cause of course, if I'm going to go through this stuff, like, of course I'm going to go through and I'm going to analyze the most recent song that you have. I went through nemesis. Of course. I'm just like, dude, 
This is like the most intense thing I've heard from you guys yet. But now I don't know what to expect next. Like if if you're telling me that there's even better stuff coming out, I'm just going to be like, all right. So September 9th, um, I'm probably going to have to, you know, lock myself in my car and just drive and probably drive like 120 miles an hour down I-94 to (laughs) just be like, "Ah!" and just like headbanging like crazy. Maybe if I get pulled over by a cop, I'm just gonna be like, dude, I'm listening to outlier. And he'll probably be like, okay, hold here for like three minutes. All right, just play this. I just want to hear the whole entire thing. And then hopefully get let off with a warning. <laughs> wait, wait, outlier with a V? Yeah, okay. Well, actually, then... I, I pulled them over for shrooms the other day, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Say, if, you, if, you, if they pulled you over for shrooms the other day and you were here around where I am, I'm going to be like, dude, why don't you let me know? We would have gotten a beer or something. God damn it, I know, it, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah, no, dude, we uh, – so um, I – so – Living Dead is is not necessarily like so Nemesis, like you said, our most recent release. We wanted to get get it out there fast, um, just to kind of like strike while the iron was hot because we had Blame the Dead was really new, and then we put Nemesis out a few weeks later just to get like just to keep it going, and then really focus on all this new stuff with this new team. So new team equals new music and all that stuff. And Living Dead is going to be. Um, not so much on the heavier side, but it's it's way it's a such a catchy song. It's a very catchy song. I think people that are uh, big fans of like Buried Me Alive, um, like are more like any like uh, I guess songs that were a little bit more popular on the radio. It, it'll it'll fit more in that category. So especially because it's going to be pushed very hard to radio. It's going to be something that we are really um, hoping or hoping that it's opening new doors to so many new avenues. The chorus is just so good. It's It's got like a chance that like, it's almost like a gang vocal. I don't know. It's like, it, you'll, you'll see. It's just, it's awesome. Like it's got such a hook that everyone like live. I feel like once they know the song, everyone's going to be like, yeah, right there. we tested it out on tour actually. And people were singing along by the second time the chorus came through. And that's usually something that's pretty special, especially for a song that's not even out at all. So that means like, you know, playing it live, it was uh, represented um, with enough clarity for people to understand everything from a, a new song that's just, they can't even go back and reference. So that, that tells me it's like a special song and, and I can't wait to see what people, um, what people really think about it. Well, especially if you're playing it live and people are doing that, you know, call and response type stuff with you, chain it back after the second run through the chorus. So they're already picking up on it and it kind of speaks to, you know, think about a bunch of other songs that kind of have that like chant feel to them where the audience is getting in a live setting. Most of those songs end up being the ones that really stick and really stand out in terms of the whole entire discography because people can connect them. People can really get into them and feel a part of it. Think about like, of course, you know, queen with, we will rock you. I mean, everyone gets that. You can literally play it by stomping your feet and clapping your hands and singing right. along or right. for more of like a metal core sense. Think about like every time bringing the horizon plays shadow Moses and everyone just starts screaming out. This is sempaternal. The right. whole, it's, it's something like that just brings everyone together. It creates such this powerful impacting feel in a live setting because now everyone's singing along to it. You hear that power behind it and it's, it's infectious at that point. Yeah, you're right. It's exactly what we were going for too. Like, uh, like Joey and I love like eighties, eighties songs, eighties music. And like, we always talk about those big, big, heavy, uh, uh, what's those group choruses, you know, just, just the ones that you, you can't forget. And, uh, 
I, I think we aim aim for that. Uh, you know, for, with every song, just about we want something that you guys are going to remember and and carry out. So when you're you're leaving the show, you're still singing along in your head. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so of course, as the night is done, we're all leaving when we were hungry festival. Like, the, I'm, I'm hoping that the one song I have stuck in my head is Living Dead. Like, I want that song to be stuck in my head when I'm going back to the hotel and being like, God damn it. Joe, you guys fucking killed it, man. Damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, that, actually, that's great. Yeah, because it's going to be out. It'll be out before then. So we're definitely putting it into the set and, uh, yeah, dude, it'll be it'll be fun. I can't wait for that festival, man. I can't wait to just go we're to so Vegas. Excited. We're gonna take some, you know, we're gonna take a little bit of time off in Vegas and just uh, work on some other stuff out there with some, you know, friends and just honestly, hopefully, have a day or two just to ourselves as a band, just to kind of get stupid in in the in that city. <laughs> I think every day is gonna be great. Like we're just so excited to to go out there and hang out. Oh, in Vegas. oh, absolutely. I mean, who wouldn't want to be excited to go out there and be out there during that time? Because when I was talking with uh, John from Secondhand Serenade about this whole entire thing as well, it's like you have when we were hungry with all the bands that are out there really bringing back that like warp tour vibe kind of thing. But then the week, like the next two days, you have that whole entire when we were young fest. So you have all these like rock metal emo kids like swarming Vegas at the same time. So it's just going to be like this large weekend. Like, this is the best place to be if you like this kind of music. So oh, for yeah, you guys to even be a part yeah. of that, like, that's insanely awesome to the point where how many I like I'm looking at these ticket sales. I'm like, God damn, I keep talking to people like, oh, yeah, we're going to when we were hungry. I'm like, how is that? Oh, OK. I didn't know you guys were doing that. Like people I would never expect to do that. I've got someone I work with in my full time job. I told her about it. And she's like, yeah, me and my friends already bought tickets. We're good. And I'm like, huh? That's great. Dead, like, yeah. Did I, I do mean, good or something? <laughs> that's great, dude. And I, I love that William and all the, you know, modern day guys just did this as like a, it was like a, a joke, man. It was just a meme that went serious. And honestly, that's the best ideas are like that, man. You just put them out sometimes and you see people go like, yeah, actually this would be amazing. And you're like, oh, okay. I got to make this shit work now. And, and like you said, man, that warp tour mark. I mean, dude, I, uh, you know, I freaking was, you know, I wrote, a few songs for rookie of the year and Ryan, the singer of rookie of the year is a good buddy of mine. And you know, all those guys, my old band, young bloods, which Mike was actually in. Um, we, uh, we dude, we, we played warp tour. We, you know, we toured with half of these bands like back in the day and, and shared, you know, the road with them and so many different like festivals and stuff like that. And it's great to see like everybody coming together and granted outlier is, you know, not from that time, but it's uh i'm from that time and you know like and those are like all my boys so it's like it's i can't wait to see people and um just you know talk shit and relive memories and just have a good time honestly i think it's going to be a great um just a, a great all-around environment i think the after party is going to be dope too oh yeah absolutely oh yeah with like all those guys doing like their own like dj sets and D- like you know probably playing like three four songs i know I know Will's doing it, and I'm seeing Mike just point over at Joey. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. I mean, we're. I was asked. Um, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll see if I, I join in. My boy Robert asked me if uh, if I wanted to do it. I told him I'm totally down to do it. So, um, as far as any details locked in further that I've I've yet to hear. But either way, I'll be there. I'll be partying. I'll be having a good time. Even though I got to perform the next day, so I'm gonna be kind of lame. I'm definitely going to go way harder Friday night. Though. The night, oh, Friday, we're going to go ham. Friday night, I'm losing <laughs> all my clothes and my mind. It's basically be the second stop of last door. <laughs> <laughs> 
See now you're you're bringing that up, and I'm like, okay, this is gonna be nuts because I'm I I'm only out there for those two days. I'm going out there for the Thursday Friday, but I have to leave at like six a.m. on Saturday morning because I've got a buddy that's getting married here in Milwaukee, and I have to uh, be back here for the wedding. So I told him just basically have like a case of Red Bull at the wedding for me so I can function because maybe some water, pro- Red Bull, and some aspirin, right? <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, what's gonna happen on that between? Friday night in between me getting on that plane, I have no fucking idea. But all I know is, is by the time I get home a week later, I'm going to look back and be thinking, oh my God, that's might be one of the best I've ever had in my entire life. Like I'm planning on that shit and planning on just going nuts and just seeing whatever happens with not only all the bands I've been able to talk to interview, build relationships with, but also just like the people I know that are going to know that are going out there and just having fun with everybody. Like that's the thing. It's the whole family vibe that's created around there. It's just really infectious, which is why I can't wait to go out there. And I like along with you guys as well. I think it's going to be great. Like we, that Joey and I can't stop talking about it. Cause like, we're just so excited to like go out and it's, it's not, it's more than a show for us. Like we get to bro down and like just experience a good weekend of just like us as a group with every other buddy that like shares our, uh, our likes, our music, you know, it's, it's just going to be great. I can't wait. All, all the Gemini guys um, are out in Vegas too, for the most part. So like, and we're going to be like spending a lot of time with them. They've become really like, just like family for us. So um, that, that tour, well, the tour tours, the two tours, we went out with them. Like we just established such a bond with them and they're just some of the most genuine and amazing people we've met in this industry. And um so we, like I said, we're going to be out there. We're going to be hanging out with friends. We're going to just be getting wild, but we're going to also just try to like, you know, maybe have a mini vacation. Maybe we'll take a day and just like actually vacay as, as much as possible. But I feel like we should fly back Monday. Yeah, <laughs> All right. yeah we'll push it back for a little one more day. Whatever. One more day. Say take we're the one day, to, take the one day to vacay, which might end up including Joey with no clothes. I'm running down the Vegas strip. Just going, look at me. And party, man. You know what? If I got to spend a night in Vegas just to show that I had a great time, then or like, I mean, a night in jail in Vegas just to show I had a good time, then I guess that's just as long as it gets good press. I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter. I mean, at this I mean, point, Tommy, in time, Lee, Tommy Lee did it today, so whatever. I was gonna say, at this point in time, literally anything that can like, oh, that would be seen as negative when it comes to rock and metal, it's like. Anything that's seen like that, it could be really going as like come up as good press. I mean, look at what fucking happened with Tommy Lee. Um, pretty much anything that the band Avoid has ever done, like anytime anything's gone negative for them, they've turned into a massive positive. It's just like if you're able to turn around and like make it into a massive positive for your band, just with how you react to it, I mean, the sky's the limit with what it can do. I think it comes down to also not taking yourself serious, man. I, I really think that like things like Tommy Lee, you know, like what his stunts, his publicity stunts or whatever you want to call him. Like, I mean, dude, I think it's just, I, I don't know, you know, obviously his intentions, but just assuming they used to have that rock and roll, you know, fuck yeah attitude, you know, maybe he's just like, because the world's like, you know, we've had these talks, but the world's gone so soft, man, that even in rock and metal, most of these musicians are not even being them genuine, like their genuine selves. They have to post certain things to cater to certain audiences. And it's all about like, you know, just, uh, you know, just validation to the, you know, and cause they think it's going to help their band get further. So they got to like join these, uh, these little herds of, you know, um, censored crybabies, <laughs> just, like, just like everything. But it's like, dude, you know, like if Tommy Lee's going to take his fucking clothes off and post a picture, then fucking that's rock and roll in itself, man. I mean, rock and roll to me is like, it's 
unfortunately music like punk and rock and roll and hardcore has become more about image and less about attitude and it was all attitude it didn't matter how you dress to be punk rock i mean punk was an attitude you it's just not don't give image. a fuck right and that's like i grew up on all that shit man and i swear like i like you know i i do you know uh i try to be sometimes mature as possible but like <laughs> deep down man i'm just i'm a fucking rebel at heart dude and i like to just poke the bear at times and just like you know just have a fucking good time and not take shit serious honestly so you know post your dick out man whatever <laughs> i'm doing it right now because <laughs> well, even when i when i saw that post my first thought was tommy 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 you broke two of the three blue mountain state rules for dick pics one well, at least you didn't show any balls. But two, you showed your face. And three, you mass texted it. You broke the rules, man. Like, that was my reaction to it. Just because- Dude, Blue Mountain State. <laughs> One of my favorite Hell shows. Yes. Hell One yes. of my favorite shows, hands down. Dude. Oh, my God. The <laughs> fucking pocket pussy wanted to fucking episode. <laughs> There's not one bad episode. Like, it's such a great, it was such a great show. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> God, what an underappreciated show! It really was, dude. It was. And uh, what was the big dumb uh, Jack football guy's name? Thad Castle. Thad, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's, you know, he's like, like his new show rules. He's yeah. like Jack Reacher, fucking Alan. Uh, I can't remember Richardson or R- Richson. Richson. He's I such think. a. Yeah, he's he's a beast. He's the man. But he's, he's awesome. he was one of my favorite characters in that fucking show. Right just uh, just like jacked up like looks like he's on, looks like he's on steroids acts like that but all of a sudden has like the super high-pitched voice and the screams and just yeah, dude, yeah it totally looks like an Abercrombie model but just like the funniest personality ever <laughs> oh, he's the man the the dumbest most like steroid up jack Abercrombie and Fitch model and um also loves to um loves to play with Oksana just leave it yeah, at yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, stick I Oreos still... in his ass so many I forgot about that <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure while you guys are going out to Vegas, it's just gonna be like, all right, we have to watch Blue Mountain State on the road out there now. Like this Dude, is the absolutely. only way. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh my god, we should do the Oreo challenge actually as a band. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could. <laughs> you eat that okie cookie. <laughs> I now I'm now I'm assuming that the reason you guys can get put in Vegas jail is because you break into the Raiders stadium, you put the cookies between your ass cheeks, and you run down to the end zone. So you, worth it. And so then, worth and you, it. And you, and you play the dramatic music in the background as well. You guys are wild down the field. Oh my god, dude! So worth it. What that would be the best story ever, and every press outlet would. Pick How it did up. you get arrested? I had cookies in my ass, and I was just <laughs> just going for it. Just going. For it. <laughs> You know, rock band outlier does the cookie challenge and breaks in the Raiders stadium and fucking the four of them, no audience, just the four of their dumbasses decide it's a good idea to do this. Not for anybody but themselves. No one watched. Nobody cares, but we were just doing it for fun. No, that one lady cared who called the cops on us. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, the the whole entire thing will be, you know, the question, why did you guys do this? And the answer is going to be, it's fun. Yeah. Why not? We, we, could, we weren't we, doing anything else. We just want to see who actually would lose and eat the cookie. <laughs> I'm not losing. I'm not losing. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure there'd be five people in there because I'd find my way in there and be like recording this up. Like, and now all of a sudden, sent to the press. I was like, you want to see what actually happened? Like, here it is. And all of a sudden, add the dramatic <laughs> music to the back end and just like edit it. And so you get all the Thad Castle like screen. They're just like, oh my Get God. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be great. That'd be really that, amazing, actually. It oh, was. Why do you, there he goes. 
I'll say it, it would be, but um, kind of thinking about like kind of something you said before that, Joy, where it's like when it comes to like rock, when I like get that punk rock sound, it's like it's more about image and less about like the attitude. Kind of equate it to something else. Think about like WWE wrestling when it was like the late 90s or 2000s, like the attitude era, as they call it. Like that was the best time wrestling because people got to be themselves and it was their genuine selves, their genuine just like love of their character, just light it all out was what made them great. I mean, people reference it all the time. Like, think Stone Cold, The Rock, just letting these guys riff, go nuts, and watching They're Stone one-liners. Cold spray Mr. So McMahon with beer and then flip him off and throw his hat at him and just do and scream and curse at him. And now all of a sudden, like, they went to the PG era and it was all about image, and then the product just completely tanked. And taking a look at, like, rock and metal in terms of, like, pop culture, it seems like when it became more about the image and less about the attitude and actually being who you are, and having that like persona that could potentially make you larger than life, the image just kind of forced it down to where look at the look at like pop music or like look hip hop and rap, like artists that are there that are out there being their own selves and kind of having that more genuineness to them to what they actually are are the ones that are rising to the top and the ones that are more prominent in pop culture. Dude, dude you're and you you hit the nail on the head, especially with um like pop and rap. I mean. I don't know what it is about the genres, but there is such a different, there's such a forgiveness, a different level of forgiveness in every genre. I feel like rock and metal, which is literally the most attitude genre of music there is. It has the most uptight, excuse me, the most uptight and least forgiving type of um and this is not i'm not blanketing everybody but i there just seems to be a a lot more less forgiving type of people in in that that follow you know those genres but you know rap and pop literally do way worse stuff and nobody tries to cancel them nobody does anything no yeah dude it's just like okay like it, it makes you know a headline and then that's it, dude. I mean, nobody says anything anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just different standards are held. Yeah, and, and that's really, you know, I don't know what that is or what that comes down to. I don't know if it's just pop and rap or literally the new rock and metal. You know, like as far as the attitude that goes to it, but um, it, it's definitely different. And everybody feels, you know, a lot of musicians that I've talked to, and you know, keeping it real, they they can't publicly be themselves half the time. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's just lighthearted jokes that could be unfortunately taken and into such a, a, a just a just taken in wrong ways honestly because it's like sarcasm can't exist anymore now or you know just like you know dark dark jokes like i love dark comedy you know what i'm saying but like you know e- even them like those guys <clears throat> i feel like dark comedy is almost at a kind of coming to an end in certain ways now too so it's just it, it's sad because it's like what happens is just you know what? I don't like it. I don't vibe with it. Whatever. Leave it alone. You know what I'm saying? But no, like people have to go to the ends of the earth now to like, if they don't like it, they would not want that. Like they want to eradicate it because they can't fucking handle it. it. It's like, it's very, uh, I mean, dude, so many bands that I like, if I met them as artists, I, I probably wouldn't like them as people, but I'm not going <laughs> to not listen to their music. Even if they are shitty people, like you can still put out a great piece of art and maybe suck as a human being but like who cares like leave it at that leave it at arm's length it's not like you need to be a good samaritan like a choir boy like what the fuck yeah what makes no sense i don't know that's just my thought 
it, I have to agree with you because it doesn't make any sense in a genre and a type of music that's driven off of that like aggre- like sometimes aggressive attitude and just really that being upfrontness. And you take a look again using Motley Crue as the perfect example. It's were those guys perfect humans? I mean, take a look at the shit that they did. Take a look at the shit Tommy Lee did. Yeah, they're not perfect right. humans, but. They have that larger than life persona, and that's why so many people connect with them, even when they're on tour right now. And it looks like you know you're bringing out like geriatric Vince Neil who can hardly move around on stage. And um, even though Mick Mars, we like there is the medical condition out there, he's still playing, but it's just kind of stagnant up on stage, but still can fucking shred. And then everything else going around the band, it's you still remember what they were back when they were in the '80s, and just how absolutely insane these guys were. And how much of an impact it had positively on their brand, on their music, just on their whole selves as a career, just by being their goofy ass party loving selves. But again, you take a look at it now, and I totally have to agree with where you're coming from with rock and metal, where it's like at certain times when stuff is said or stuff is done, fans are really just, like you said, it's either I like it or if I don't like it, it has to go away. No, you you cannot like something. That's fine. But instead of putting so much effort into being like, this needs to go away, why not just go to something else that you like? Because other people are going to probably like what you don't like. Just let it be because, hell, I probably like I probably don't like some of the stuff that you like. You guys probably don't like some of the stuff that I like. Who gives a shit? Who cares? Right. No one cares. No one's going to care. Yeah, dude, I, I, I think that, again, people, I don't know if, why they look for um personality trait it's like they're looking at them like they're going to be dating them like they they need them to be a certain type of mold of person it's like you're not getting that close you're either like their music or you don't it's really as simple as that i mean that's the point of an artist i mean when when i buy a a fucking picasso painting I, i don't know what he's like as a human i don't care the guy just he made some good art and that's what i like i like his and it's funny because you know i i Picasso has his abstract self, which I'm not a fan of. And then he's got his realism or his, his more, you know, paint, you know, his brush stroke, like, you know, whatever. And like, I like that style more than his abstract art. So it's just like preference. And again, I think at the end of the day, it's all subjective, man. So, um, you know, like, again, you know, live and let live on all sides of it. And you just really um, stop trying like, dude, what do they always say? Like, they always would say never, never meet your idols. Because, like, you'll be let down, man. I mean, shit. Like I said, if uh, some of my favorite musicians, if I don't, I actually don't want to meet them. Because I like the the idea I have of them. And I like liking their music right where it is. But it's like, you know, because God forbid they're a shitty human. I'm going to be like, oh, damn, man. Like, now it's going to be hard to want to, like, listen to your stuff. But let it go, man. It doesn't matter. They can still create good art and just be shit humans at the end of the day. You know, final statement. So, like, when I listen to an artist, it's not because I'm, like, supporting their personal life you know and i think that's where people today unfortunately don't know how to separate they don't know how to separate it anymore so i heard a lady bitching about tom cruise at the uh new new uh top gun i get it i get a kick out of that shit why why the fuck are you here yeah like i get a kick i get a kick out of the tom cruise thing because like people everybody's like when you bring it up like back in the day you bring up tom cruise and every girl's oh he's so handsome he's so hot every girl thought he was so hot and then like i remember like when he was dating katie holmes and all that stuff kind of came out and he was jumping on the couch and like there he had these like moments of like again publicity being a normal fucking, i don't know maybe just, being a normal person or just yeah whatever it was but again it's like oh he's fucking crazy and he's this and he's in a scientology okay i'm not a scientologist i don't 
I don't, I'm not part of their religion or whatever the hell it is. I don't care to be a part of it, but does he make some fucking amazing movies? And is he one of the greatest 99% actors? 99% of the time, everything's great. Absolutely. Yeah. I fucking love Tom Cruise's shit. Yeah. So it's like, again, I don't care to know him as a fucking person. That dude wants to live his life how he wants, and that's fine. And just it's, keep making bangers. That's, that's, that's all it, man. Keep, just keep making no bangers so I can keep watching them. I think I just kind of came up with the idea for like why this might be happening too, because take a look at a lot of like the, a lot of people that are more in rock and metal now that are kind of in that realm of fandom where it's, if they don't like something, they're going to kind of go after it's like, if they don't like an artist just because of, you know, maybe that person is not that good of a person, but their music really has resonated with them at some point in time, all of a sudden that person does something they don't like. And they just like, damn that person all hell, damn their music all the hell. It might honestly be because you take a look at the way social media is. People have a lot of access to these artists. And they feel like they're more personally connected to them because of how much more focused they are in an online setting. That lack of actual human interaction is has been, you know, kind of stripped away. The pandemic really stripped it away when we were all locked inside our houses, couldn't really go anywhere. And the only kind of communication we could have was anything online, something like this, text, just, you know, message over social media, whatever it might be. So people kind of, especially maybe some of the younger generation equated those relationships that be more real relationships. So they had this feeling of like, you know, just being able to connect with these artists and like, see what they tweeted, see what they posted as like an actual authentic thing. So because that same thing, you know, you don't want to meet your idols because you're going to be let down. It feels like they, you know, maybe made that connection because that's what they think is an actual personal connection. So when that does happen, they're not able to, you know, process through this. They want to eradicate it so they don't have to feel bad about it in a certain way. It's kind of a weird thing, but it might actually be the case. No, that makes sense. And I think because social media, there's, there's such little privacy now. And everybody wants to just dump their shit and their emotions all over the internet. And it's just this fucking cesspool of just look at me, listen to me, what's going to generate the most reactions. It's just this whole, everybody is seeking validation and I don't care what anybody wants to call it. That's just what it is. And it's fine, you know, because it's just kind of the way of the world now. So we've made it normal to be that way. But like you said, people, you know, artists are more reachable than ever now. And it's just a thing that I guess maybe does just come with that territory. If you are, especially the artist that shares a lot of your personal shit online too, you're going to get attacked. You're going to, you know, have people that are, I mean, everybody's a tough guy behind the fucking screen. I mean, that's just the other thing too, is everybody forgot what it's like to get fucking socked in the face or never got socked in the face. And it's like, dude, and that's the it's kind of like, you know, not that I'm like condoning violence, but if you got a big fucking mouth, you, you should get fucking slapped. And that's it. Like humble the fuck out a little bit because there's consequences. And, you know, it's just uh, you're going to go running your mouth and being an online troll and a bully. I mean, uh, you know, what happens to bullies in real life? You know what I'm saying? They eventually karma usually catches up to them in some sort of way. So it, it's there is a level of artists being reached that is like going to allow cancellation, I guess. But that's also, I've also seen artists get away with not getting canceled because they just don't feed into it. Like they just, they brush it off and people also have the attention span of lab rats. So whatever they're like fixated on right now, the news will drop something about Trump tomorrow and completely just eradicate like this artist getting attention and like, or, or it's about this artist did this or this person showing their wiener. <laughs> this person's like <laughs> posting nudes and like 
who's Kim Kardashian marrying this week? So it's, it's, <laughs> there's always something popping up every couple days. And I think that if you just kind of like, you know, you said something that was taken out of context or, you know, the wrong way and you had good intentions or you're just joking and being like a normal fucking human being, just wait it out. Honestly, like who cares? You know, I, I also just think it comes with a level of just not giving a fuck. I mean, if you don't care, you can't, you just, can't be affected. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because, like, one person that always, like, especially in the music, it sticks out with that where just, like, people have tried to, like, bring as much onto him and cancel him as much as possible and just never gave a fuck and never really fed into it. And they're like, oh, my God, I apologize. Is Ronnie Radke from Falling in Reverse. It's the amount of yeah. shit that guy has gotten for, I mean, is he a good person? Is he a bad person? I've never met the guy, so I can't, you know, actually say anything about it. But with the amount of shit that he's gotten, you know, just kind of has been brushed, like brushing off, reacting to it in a different way, not just feeding into it. And they're on fucking tour with Papa Roach co-headlining, like sometimes arenas even. And it's yeah, it's yeah, fucking I'm nuts. Watching that. Yeah, dude. It, and you know, like you said, Ronnie's a good a good example of that. And I don't I don't know him personally, but I, you know, he's again he's an opinionated guy, and he and, you know he does what he wants, and he you know walks to the beat of his own you know that's it dude like it's just and that's it you don't like him don't fucking follow him you don't like him don't go to his fucking shows it's it's very simple Pretty easy. like what if you dude i think our our problems today are very easy like we don't have crazy problems now and i feel like we've gotten so bored as a society that we're just like nitpicking things or things that maybe are like this much in society we gotta like take them and put them on the fucking scope and highlight them to make them this big like big thing, like where I'm like looking around. Really, was that was that really a big problem? Because I, I see a lot of people, man, and I I live in a you know a city, and and I don't hear these things, so I don't know why this is like such a big thing or to be made of of such a big thing. So, yeah, honestly, neither do I, and it's it might be another piece to kind of bring it to where you guys said where people just kind of like looking for that validation and looking for that attention anywhere they can get. Because a perfect example of that honestly is what happened to like. All of a sudden, Metallica blowing up because of Stranger Things, because of the Master of Puppets piece in there. All of a sudden, some person on TikTok is like, oh, cancel Metallica. Here's some certain things they did back in, like, 1985. And it's just, are, are you doing this because Metallica got super popular in pop culture again? And you're just able to ride the coattails of that to bring up something like this because people are going to be attracted to that sort of negative ideology. Because, you know, if it's positive news, it's like, some people just kind of brush it off, but if it's something that's negative, humanity is just like focusing in on it because I don't know. I don't know why it's just kind of in our nature. It's just like, what, Oh, something bad. Well, dude, that's, Ooh. well, and that's the thing though. I mean, dude, I mean, M said it back in the day, like, you know, like, like just controversy is a, a thing that everybody just goes to. And just that's just, it it's just what it is. And that's why, like, at the end of the day, man, it's, it's just kind of, it, Again, like we, I, I mean, if I strapped the camera to every single person's fucking ass, I would have dirt on everybody in this world, even the most trollish person that wants to call anybody out for their bad behavior. Like, I will fucking find something on you, but you're just lucky because you have no fucking friends and nobody can call any dirt on you. So, but it, you know, again, Ronnie Radke, I don't, I don't know him as a person, and I have, you know, you do hear things. You know, somebody will take his Twitter and, you know, share something he said and, you know, maybe try to find something to hate about it. I don't know. You know, I'm not I'm speaking generally. I don't follow the guy's Twitter. Um, but 
you know, like there, there's, didn't he, he have a, a microphone thing that happened or he threw a mic stand at someone one time? Did he? I think yeah. he did. I, I don't, I don't follow his career. I don't know much, but like, I heard that he did that once, I think. And, um, was that intentional? Um, so I forgot what band I had in the podcast, but like the show that that happened at, like they were actually playing that show as well. I forgot what band it was, but basically the story went where it was Six Flags was trying to do some, like bring in some concerts and stuff. So they had like a metal and falling reverse is one of the bands. And apparently Ronnie just like was feeling it, just like getting lost in the music, just getting lost in the craziness. So he just threw the mic stand into the crowd and it hit someone (laughs) in the face and but and and by the end of it like the whole entire piece of it was six flags said we are never doing any rocker metal music in our parks ever again because of that basically because ronnie <laughs> raggy oh killed gosh. rocker metal at six Flags, and then people are constantly trying to go after him for it but in the end like he ended up you know meeting with the person that got hit in the face they end up having their nose broken and ronnie paid for all the medical bills and expenses Dude, then that that's, that's not bad at all. I mean, I mean, it sucks to have a obviously your nose broken, but I mean, dude, he he, that's the most important thing, man, is righting your wrongs and, and to the best of your, of your ability. You can't erase the fucking past, but you can learn from it and move forward, and that's the best thing. I, as far, I mean, from going based on what you just told me, that sounds like honestly he handled it in a way that perfect. Yeah, I would have done the same. He thing, fucked up so. and said sorry, you know? dude. You do get lost in on the stage. I mean, I don't, I don't really toss shit into the crowd but like you should start uh, yeah you know, <laughs> start chucking like full water bottles but hydrate um, <laughs> um but yeah i mean you do get lost in stage man and like sometimes you just you zone out and you just feel you you feel your own shit man and then you're just vibing off the crowd and i guess you gotta launch something at somebody <laughs> you just gotta launch it <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. How about instead of launching something at us, how about we just do what I said what we were talking about last time on the podcast. In the crowd, we'll launch stuff at you, but it's not going to be, you know, like bottles or thing. We're going to toss flowers your way. It's like at the end of the show, throw bouquets of flowers. Throw a bouquet, <laughs> yep. There you go. It'll smell good. Yep. Not going to lie. I've been like, I've still been remembering that from the last time we talked. I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to bring fucking flowers to uh, when we were hungry. And all of a sudden, like at the end of the set, just like throw them up on stage, like right at you and see what happens. It's like, was that, the- was that, were we talking about the Tony Bennett concert? Yeah. Is that why? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I was like, we're going to make Joey feel like Tony Bennett for a night. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll be Tony Bennett in like fucking 50 years. I'll be like this little old Italian guy on stage <laughs> serenading a bunch of gray haired women. <laughs> Kills it. Oh, he's fucking perfect. Yeah. Tony Bennett's the man. Crushes it. Oh, it will be. I know you said like that. That was like the best concert you've ever seen in your entire life. Hands I'm like, down. God damn it, I should be actually going to see Tony Bennett now, but I haven't had hands, a chance yet. So, dude, hands fucking down, bro. I, I mean, um, again, pitch perfect, dude. Put on it, just an amazing performance from beginning to end. Told his life story, and the band played a legit hour and a half the band did not stop the band just continued playing and they would interlude between these songs it was just fucking amazing it was awesome shit we're gonna yeah, are we gonna get like a full i would say we're gonna get like a full-on tony bennett style set from you guys at, uh we, when we were hungry because that would be it you know i'm not sure if mike would be like okay we i gotta like play consistently for like 45 minutes ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we uh Actually, we did talk about. I would love to do a big band like reimagine of one of our songs. It would be hysterical. I still think we should do it. Yeah, we should do a big band version of Spineless. Spineless. <laughs> hey, is anyone else doing a big band version of stuff like that? 
dude nobody nobody, had, right nobody does a reimagined version like as like a big band like a reimagined version of their song so i came up with the idea of it i'm like yeah that's gonna be hysterical especially I like think it'd be amazing especially singing you're fucking spineless but just like <laughs> singing it all like frank Elevator, sinatra yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah fucking spineless yep yep exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> But then you got um, like if you're gonna do you gotta come in like full on suit and whatnot, you gotta have like a gin and tonic in your hand at the same time as well. You just gotta be fully into this thing. Of course. Dean Martin, oh yeah, it'll be perfect. Hair all crooned back and everything. <laughs> oh shit. Maybe honestly, if because I know you guys are recording stuff right now, you got two months until the festival. Come on, we got time. I, know. I don't think so, but we I know, it's... right? That would oh my god, that'd be fucking hysterical. Dude. I don't have enough studio days for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta book more. That'd be a whole week. I know. For that one, so I gotta get trumpet players. Yeah, <laughs> gotta you get, gotta get out. trumpet, trombone. You might need the clarinets and the flutes. You might need uh, violins, violas. You might need the big old cellos. You know, cello. You got a bass right there. Just <laughs> nice, nice. So, speaking a little bit more about the festival, I got it. I always like to ask this question around everyone that's been at the festival so, or going to the festival. How do you guys get to become a part of this thing? Because when I saw that outlier was going to be on the bill again, my first thought was. I get to fucking throw flowers at Joey. Yeah. But like, how did you guys get to be on the bill for this absolutely incredible festival? This whole entire thing, especially um, for the first year of it. Yeah. Honestly, it was very uh, loosely. Uh, it was a very loose conversation between me and William. It was just me like laughing and congratulating him on it. I, dude, I think they announced like maybe four bands or something at the time, five bands. And, um, I just I kind of told them because we're, we're like we're between agents right now, so at the time we had just uh, started self representing. So I just like reached out to him on a whim, and I was just like, "Yo, I'm like, dude, if there's any room on something like that, I go, we gotta, you know, we gotta plan a trip out to Vegas, honestly. Anyway, so we would love to come out there and party." And he goes, "All right, hell yeah." So he goes, "What do you? What's your guarantee?" And we just like locked everything in. We just made business happen. So. It, it was really such a, a loosely placed thing, and um, so we were just kind of like, hell yeah. So when he came back at it, and I just forwarded him over to uh, our publicist, and, and they just locked, she locked in the deals with him, and that was it, man. We're just like, hell yeah, we're stoked on that. So, again, I think this whole thing with this tour has just been like a loosely like done up thing that somehow got like really caught fire and taken super serious and everybody's like oh shit this is happening this is dope even like i had will and mel on the podcast like back in april to talk about it everyone was still kind of like wait is this a legitimate thing and i'm just like i've been following this thing since day one i know this is fucking legitimate and because i think the band the only bands they had at that point in time that were announced were of course modern day escape because of course if it's will's festival will and his band are going to be playing it uh, right. Along came a spider was also on there, and then Dropout Kings. I think those were the three. So all yeah. of a sudden, you know, you just reaching out to him, and all of a sudden, like nonchalantly, somehow, just like, oh yeah, you know, it'd be kind of cool. Oh shit, yeah, we, we were on the bill. Fuck we, yeah. we locked everything in very early. Um, maybe even May. I feel like it was right before summer started. Yeah, maybe April. Like I don't know, dude. It was very soon. It was like maybe it was after like those first three were announced or something like that. So it, it was very, it was very, very early like that. So, but um, yeah, we're 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 thrilled, man. Like I said, we're gonna bring a, you know, we're bringing some of that new metal and and rock and metal to like a lot of you know. There's gonna be a lot of screamo, a lot of post hardcore. There's a lot of like 
old emo and shit. So it's going to be such a diverse dude. That was my favorite thing about Warp Tour, though, man, was the diversity that, you know, especially the earlier days of Warp Tour and oh, stuff, shit. man. I mean, I saw AFI there, uh, 30 Seconds to Mars, Katy Perry. You know, so many people that like you would not expect to necessarily be there were like there. I mean, AFI, you'd expect it. But like even 30 Seconds of Mars being there, I felt like was like really cool because it wasn't like, you know, uh, expected from a band like that, I suppose. But I remember one year I played as soon as we got done playing, Eminem was playing like right across the, yeah. the field, yep. which was crazy. Yep. I remember that. And then too. right after that, I uh, was like uh, uh, under oath and it was like what a crazy and, and dude that's, that's like the best way to unite people is to put on diverse shows yep. bring all like expose everybody to so many different styles of music and so many other things like dude and music again music's all subjective and it's like so many people th this this festival is going to draw on an awesome crowd it's going to draw on such a diverse crowd people some people are going to have no idea they're probably going to stand there quietly go like i like this but i don't know what to do right now with myself <laughs> yeah. so it's like and then, you know, there's going to be people that are just going to go there to relive their younger years of, you know, again, warp Tour and stuff like that, which, you know, um, but, but again, it's just going to be like, it, it's, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really stoked for modern day and, and will and, and what they did for this. I'm really happy for them. I, I try to like, you know, every now and then I, when they post something new, I'll just let them know, like, dude, I'm so stoked for you. Like, this is, this is really, I'm like really happy. I like seeing people and friends do things out like think outside the box and you know just do things and just you know like try something new like it's that's what everything's really about like i love that shit so much but do it in mad ball hell fucking yeah dude like again old fucking hardcore shit man that's what i grew up on so give me that dude i'm stoked on it i'm i'm stoked to even see black flag you know with you know mike valelli being the singer because I was a skateboarder growing up. So, you know, that's going to be fucking tight. That's going to be great. Unwritten Law, I cannot wait. Unwritten Law, wait. hell yeah, dude. Exactly. Like, same thing with Unwritten Law. There's just so many cool bands that, like, oh, there's just so many cool bands I've just not seen or, or you know, listened to in just, like, quite some time that I'm like, damn, I was a big fan of that band back in the day. I'm, like, re-listening to it now. I, I have a long drive to work, and I'm just busting out old shit. Dude, Elva is such a dope fucking record. and I, I love self-titled right before Self-titled oh, was fucking fuck. great, too. I used to skate to self-titled. Same. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, even speaking to, like, the diversity of this lineup is just absolutely insane, and it does fit in with, like, that Warped Tour mentality, because... I mean, take a look at the two, like, bit headliners for day one and day two. Day one, Black Flag. Okay, you're talking, you're talking, like, one of the, like, pine like absolute pioneering bands for punk rock right there. But then right. you go to night two, and it's, like, secondhand serenade. That's something completely different, but in, we're going to all go from, like, giant circle pits and moshing to the second night when the headliner comes. We're all going to be singing our emo hearts out like none other. It's going to be one of the most, like, it's, like, how is this going to work? But then also, perfect way to describe it where... All these different people are going to be coming together because they love this kind of music. There's so much for so many different people, the point where there's going to be the hardcore stuff. There's going to be more, the metalcore stuff, post-hardcore where you're also, we're going to be getting mosh pits going. I'm going to be having a blast. I'm going to be the one that has trouble when there's stuff going on. I'm like, there's no pit. I'm going to be like Ricky Bobby. I, I, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I might just be sitting there like, uh, uh. Okay. People are going to be going from crying to moshing in a matter of like one set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, it, it's, um, but that's, but that's, again, and I think that bands need to, you know, some of the bands, uh, like, I'm stoked that everybody 
signed on to play this festival, especially the later bands, because they saw how diverse the lineup is. And and that's awesome because music needs to start coming together. And like musicians, I think it's their responsibility, our responsibility to provide awesome environments for people to just like, we are entertainers, people pay money to see us. And that's the greatest form of like flattery, honestly, like Nate uh, Van Dam from Hit the Lights gave like told me that a long, long time ago. And it was like, I'm like, I was very young when he told me that he goes, dude, put on the best show of your life, man. Every time you get on stage, just try to give it like 110 because people are paying to see you. And like that, like that, that's just amazing. Like that should be one of the greatest feelings in the world. And I think a lot of artists, unfortunately, take that for granted because it's just so like on, on repeat, but it's, you gotta, you gotta take a step back and no matter how exhausting it can be, you, you need to like, appreciate every moment of that and every individual and give everybody the time of day within obviously within reason and just um come together so diverse shows equals diverse audience and um i i love that i i love that i think i'm a nobody wants to see the same fucking band like five times and like a lot of the tours and bills man it's just like four or five bands that sound the same to me half the time so it's like i don't know i loved when like uh, Memphis Mayfire went out with Yellow Card. Um, I my old band toured with Yellow Card, and they're just like they're awesome dudes. But I loved the dynamic of Yellow Card and Memphis on the same bill because that is that's it's it, man. You you want new people? How are you going to reach new people if you're you're playing the same genre? The, yeah, it's yeah. You, you can beat the same genre, and yeah, there's a lot of people that like you can reach and stuff, but step out a little bit further. And then some of those people will be like, you know, you just reached a whole new audience. Well, I have to say this too, when it comes to like some of those tours where, you know, you get some of the exact same kind of music on there, there's certain bands on there that I, I absolutely love seeing. So of course, if I'm going to get something like that, it's going to be like, this is awesome. But I know where you're coming from too. Cause one of the tours that happened this year was the, the knock loose headlining tour back in the spring. Because it was them and Kublai Khan that went out. It's like, okay, that makes sense. Those two bands are very similar in style. Fans are very similar. So with Knock Loose headlining and Kublai Khan in support, in between them, so direct support for Knock Loose was movements. So we're going from like hardcore to pop punk back to hardcore. And it's like, wait, what the actual hell? All of a sudden movements goes on. It was one of the most fun sets I've seen the entire year because all these crazy hardcore kids are just like, this is a lot of fun just to get down to. So everyone's having a blast. And I'm like, man, I kind of want to listen to some more movements after this. Like, this was fun. Yep. See, and, and that right there is like a cool thing. That little thing can spark, you know, somebody just going, damn, I want to go check them out. Or that was really cool. I heard a little bit, but not enough. Now I want to go hear the rest of that. So, and, and you know, that little bit of, even that little bit of, you know, change, uh, that little dynamic is, is still great. You know, that's still, still something good to add to a bill. Yeah. yeah and, and a bill that we have like this when we were hungry. I mean, like you said, we can go, you can go from crying at one set to moshing the next set to just straight up vibe in the next set. And all of a sudden you could probably just end up going, grabbing a beer or something. And all of a sudden you're going to hear some band play you never even knew. And it's going to be like, wait, that kind of reminds me of like Sleeping with Sirens and Pierce the Veil. Wait, I really like that sound. I'm just going to walk over here, see what it is. And now there's a band that's got another fan just basically by sheer happenstance because you get a chance to. Plus, it feels like with, like with When We Were Hungry, just based off of how it's been put together with how everything's coming together as well with all the bands that are on there. It seems like 
again, that whole entire family vibe, but with the fans perspective as well, it feels like a lot of the fans here are going to be able to not only see these bands that they've loved for so long, but potentially get to meet them and actually hang out with them and, you know, have a legitimate conversation instead of just like the five second, like, Hey, hi, like your show, man. I'm a big fan kind of thing. Like you might actually have a better, like you're probably gonna have a better chance to really have legitimate conversation with some of these artists that you really love just based off of the family putting this together festival and just having a blast. Like there's this whole family vibe that just is resonating off of it right now. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. We, we can't wait, dude. And we can't wait to see it. Honestly, it'll be, it'll be dope. I think we should do like a little live video type of thing or something like when we come out. So I think it'll be fun. Little live. Ooh, that would be interesting. I would say I would watch that live video, but I'm going to be in the middle of the crowd when you guys go on. So <laughs> no, no, I mean, do it like you and us do a little live video. We can do a little live Q and a, maybe we'll, we'll throw some, you know, some of the pages up and go live on it. We could do a live, like little interview or something. If you want, we'll, we'll freaking party up. I'll bring, I'll bring my, I'll bring my shit and I'll make sure that when we're doing it, if it's before your set, we'll just hang out. If it's after your set, we'll do it. But we'll also have beer in our hand too, because well, that sounds like fun. Maybe pancakes as well, because you know, pancakes in the pit. We gotta gotta follow along with the festival guidelines. I just gotta say we're we're making a special shirt for this festival. Oh, yeah. Um like it, it's gonna have a, a clever clever little uh witty statement on it too. We we don't wanna drop it right now because just in case one of these bands try to like it's they can go fucking oh, yeah. fire and everyone's welcome. So <laughs> yeah, Mike came up with like a dope <laughs> little like a play on of words. So we're gonna have a special shirt just for that festival. Um, I think it'll be, I think it'll be an awesome time, honestly. So yeah, we're going to drop that shirt. It'll be exclusive for there with like a select order. Like we're not printing it beyond that, but it'll be fun. So we're going to, we're going to start promoting that. I think in the next month or so and get people hyped out for just to pick up that shirt. Cause we're only going to print like probably like a hundred. Yeah. We'll just do a hundred oh. and, and that's it. So it'll be a hundred of that shirt and no more. Alrighty, well, if that's the case, I got to make sure I, you know, probably go to my the, my full time job and be like, you guys got to pay me more because I'm gonna go to this <laughs> festival, even like even as a sponsor, like I'm gonna be buying like so much fucking merch just out of nowhere, just because. Well, I love all these bands, I want to support them, and if you're gonna end up creating this one off cool shirt, I'm just gonna be like, of course I'm gonna want to pick something like that up. Who the hell wouldn't? I mean, I picked up this one because this one was awesome as all hell. So I got to add to the is- collection. That shirt is money, dude. I wear that fucking shirt too. We we've reprinted that shirt more than any other. It's such a popular design. And that that show me your O face, that saying we have on the back, we're gonna do like a whole run of shirts with just on the back that say show me your O face. So they're all gonna have like it's gonna be part of like the show me your O face collection. <laughs> nice. Nice. And yeah. I will I will say this though about this shirt. The last time I was up at a show in Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is where I saw you guys play, the last time I was up there was for uh, Killswitch Engage, August Burns Red, Light the Torch. I saw three people wearing this shirt, and I'm just like, no fucking way. You, yeah. you want to know awesome. what's hilarious about that? I went to go see August Burns Red as well, but they were playing with uh, Moth of uh, Flames. Like Moth of Flames. Like, yeah, and uh, King something. But uh, long story short, I'm in the crowd and that I see a guy in that and I fucking grab him and I'm like, yo, and he's like, yo, and then we took a picture and then I went and watched the rest of the show. Was it, wasn't there people at the Gemini show? The yeah. Syracuse? There yeah. was a, there was people at the Gemini show too. That had our I shirt think on. somebody had that shirt on. Yeah. That, sh- that shirt's a popular shirt, man. We yeah. see it quite often. It's, it's awesome. I love it. I'm, it makes me happy that people dig that one. 
Well, yeah, anytime you get something that says show me your O face on the back, of course, people are going to look at it and laugh. But when you've got Patrick Bateman just, you know, full on just, ah, you know, yeah. it just fits. <laughs> and, you know, you get the American Psycho vibe in there. Of course, you guys go out on the road in October. You put these out there, get the Halloween feeler. Everyone's in like the, oh, my God, spooky season. So they're going to end up going to grab it anyway because they just want to feel scary at that time. Yeah, dude, we, we, oh. I, I'm such a, a horror buff and you know i know that like ice nine is like just completely capitalizing on it so a part of me was like do i hold off on this for a while but i'm like you know what those are my boys i don't give a fuck man there's more than enough horror for all of us to to you know represent and dish out so uh, i got we got a lot more designs we're going to be dropping with that stuff but yeah oh dear god i wonder like what face are going to appear on there just Oh boy. Like I'm, I'm already trying to think of what it could be, but I don't, I, I can make guesses, but I don't want to know what it is because I want to see these things and be shocked as all hell when they come out. I don't want to like spoil any of the fun. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, off record where we do got Mike's had to drive like an hour and a half to get home. <laughs> if that's cool. I just wanted to like kind of put that in there. Alrighty. Well, I mean, we, I got like really one more thing I really want to touch on before we can, you know, be like, okay, we're good here and I'll see you guys sure. out in October. But so with the new record, like the, the new music you're working on, on top of the new team that you put together. And when it came to, when it comes to living dead as well, just like pushing that towards radio. Cause you guys, but right before we did this or before we record this, you were on the guns club Twitch uh, channel with Shannon Gunn. So how the hell did that happen? And like how much, how big is this going to be for pushing, you know, this brand new single. Uh, I'll I'll yeah, I'll I was going to say, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, realistically, uh, I'm pretty tight with uh, Rue's husband, Brian from Gemini. And uh, I think me and Rue were just shooting the shit. And then she's just like, yo, what do you guys think about coming on the, the gun show with me and uh, Shannon? I was like, I text Joey and I was like, yo, you down? And he's like, of course. So uh, we literally, she messaged us, what, Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah. It was like literally Tuesday and here we are a day and a half later. Just, uh, it was such a great invite. I mean, we love Rue. Rue was, you know, on tour with us for, well, we were on tour with her for almost two months, you know, and then the second run we had with them. So, I mean, like we, we spent a lot of days with Rue, so it was, uh, it's good to catch up. Yeah. Mike, Mike went out to Brian and Rue's wedding too. So it's really, it's again, dude, it's just that friendship with, you know, dope people and stuff. And then, you know, when Rue reached out, it was just, you know, obviously, hell yeah. And so, like, you know, we're, you know, uh, Blame the Dead was just on test drive, you know, I feel like a month ago, a month and a half ago, maybe, I don't know. And uh, with the new single coming out, I'm like, oh, this is actually perfect timing to do this. So uh, Shannon was awesome, gave us the, you know, the the welcome back, and we're just like, let's premiere the next one. So we spontaneously just dropped the Blame the Dead video, which was, like, in, in, you know, interesting in itself, and we didn't anticipate really drop. We didn't know what to do with it. We were sitting on it for a while. I had to edit the video and um, I'm not a video editor by any means, but I'm like, what are we going to do with all this footage? We've already paid for it and I needed to do something with it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to just do my best and we're just going to get it out there and let it be something and it'll bridge the gap. So now we can focus on the next single. It's like, we're putting, you know, putting that release to, you know, just putting it behind us now. Um, and, moving and, forward and that's really it yeah i mean the video like we'll, we'll do a little bit of promotion on it let people know they can watch it you know something like that but uh we're moving forward so you know even even new videographers we're working with the the visuals that we're going to be working with are going to be like next level like the 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 videos we have coming up are just sick so 
I just that's funny. <laughs> so I just on my phone, I just got a notification that we released a video. And I, I don't thought <laughs> like it's funny, I don't follow my own band on YouTube, but like I just got a notification. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's just <laughs> perfect timing. <laughs> it really was. Fucking Google's listening to you, bro. Google, they're listening to all of us. They're listening to all of us, and my phone just buzzed too. So if that's, let me check this thing because if that was the video, oh no, that was someone else sending me a message from uh, actually one of the <laughs> that actually been crazy. Actually, it was a band that's on the when we were hungry lineup that I'm bringing on the podcast in a couple recording a couple of days. We just confirmed it. That was the message I got. So I'm like. Already, but like, it's my phone's listening to me too. If I just got that message, like that would that would have been <laughs> fucking creepy, big it, brother. It would have been, but also with you guys putting a whole entire new team together behind you as well to really push this. What's the what's basically the plan in order to make sure this next single with getting out to radio and making sure it has the most impact positively for the band as possible? What's the plan for that? Because I'm very curious to see this, hear this, and see it in action because. I want to see you guys get to that point where you want to be with this music with outlier. I want to see you get to where exactly you want to be. So what's the plan to get there? Thank you, dude. Yeah. So there, there's a, a lot of prep involved. We have a lot of moving parts. So, um, you know, from a radio team to uh, like new guys, like rep, even representing the band who are just bridging the gaps of certain relationships that we need. And everybody's very involved right now. Like everybody's on the same page. We have, like a whole new crew and a little bit of old crew that we've worked with, like the ones that were like, you know, that are, uh, you know, we, we still have really good reports with that we wanted to carry over into the future of the band. But um, with it being the ninth is like the, so it's going to hit radio on the sixth and it's going to be um, released everywhere on the ninth. And, you know, we're, fl- we're going to be driving out to long Island to shoot a video with Tom Flynn, who has done the past few Lamb of God music videos. Um, and he, so we're going to be doing that on the 22nd and 22nd through the 24th. We'll be in long Island shooting the video for living dead. And he's going to crush it and get it in, like uh, get it ready to go for premiere on the ninth. Honestly, um, we took new promos. Um, we're just, again, dude, it's just, it's kind of like you put this little package together and then you got to roll it out. Nice. You know what I'm saying? You got, you got to have your new promos, your, your, you know, your logo has got to be fire. Your artwork's got to be fucking incredible. Like everything has to be perfect and ready to go. Like the display has to be awesome and ready. And then it's just, that's it, man. You're, you know, we're launching into the final, you know, uh, quarter of when music will get dropped and that's it. You know, every the industry kind of starts becoming radio silence once november hits and that's really it so you know we want to get it out there and living dead i mean honestly lyrically it fits the halloween vibe and um it's 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 just going to be perfect for fall and we need everybody we need every single person to contact their local rock stations and just request the song like it's we really need people's help we we've we've never been so vocal about things like that we feel like we're already grateful for you know what people do give us like their attention and stuff but in in but this is like a time where we have to be a little bit like um we have to ask for help you know what i'm saying like we have to like swallow our pride a little bit and ask for help and and i think a lot of people are willing to support us and and we just need to kind of tell them how and people are gonna you know do it i think everyone realizes we're like at the point 
where we're like so close to just breaking out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to see that we have support from not only our peers, but like people from the industry, like obviously Rue just reaching out and saying, Hey, let's be on the show. But, uh, I, I think our fans understand that too. And, and with everyone coming together and supporting us, like I, I really feel like 23 is our year and it's going to start off with this, this campaign. Yeah. Yeah, this 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 should be the beginning of a whole new life for us, man. And it's gonna be like, unlike anything we've ever done. It's gonna be like unlike anything we've released. So, we're really excited about it, and that's why I think that it would be great to catch up with you out there and do like a nice little live interview segment and stuff. I mean, I think it would be just you know we're we're gonna have some new platforms. Um, I've been wanting to create a Twitch account, honestly, where I just. I just shoot the shit with some of my favorite people that I meet throughout the industry and just ask them and how they got involved because I'm just a social creature, as you know, and we can, we can talk for hours and, um, you know, not to like take away from anything or anybody or just like take away from, you know, the band, but just to kind of like talk again and, and just, I think music's amazing and it brings so many people together. And I just want to know how people got involved with music and when it like really changed their life. See, now that's something that will just continue to add more to the band as well. And when it comes to the new single, it's ask for that help and getting the like all the fans and get as many people as you can galvanized to request it as much as possible on these radio stations. Request it all the time. Like basically tag all the Octane DJs and be like, play this, play this, play this. Literally go the route that I've seen uh, Kingdom Collapse go with that because they've been able to do the exact same thing, just galvanizing the troops and all of a sudden, now when they release new songs, it's like they're added Octane like that because it's they right. it's, it's ingrained in their mind. You guys doing the gun show, I mean, that's the perfect start to it. You're like, you're already in that mode. You're already getting to that. You have those relationships there. Now, if you galvanize the fans in order to really push it as well, constantly tagging people, constantly re- reaching out to those DJs saying, hey, play this, play this. I want to hear this. Getting creative with the messages. Of course, they're going to end up like, you know, having to do it eventually because they, they're not going to ignore everybody for long. On top of that, the more you add to your ability to, you know, reach the fans as well, especially you, Joey, like having a potential Twitch channel just to shoot this shit with people, bring people on and just like, just start talking music, start talking life, kind of like what we do here. God damn, you know, all of a sudden people are going to start gravitating towards that channel because you'd be talking to people that they want to hear from as well. And all of a sudden they're going to start hearing from you and it's going to be like, my God, we just want to listen to this guy talk every fucking chance we get because just the conversations are absolutely insane like we do not want to miss a second of this shit and unfiltered (laughs) raw raw as they get as raw as they get and i do actually like the idea of doing some sort of like live q a thing at when we were hungry we've got two months i got two months to figure out exactly how i'm gonna end up pulling that off we've got two months to figure out i will figure it out that's what we'll figure it out i don't know how we're gonna do it but we're gonna do it one last thing before we close this out, though, because I am curious about this. So with the new batch of music that you guys are working on, are you guys, are you still working with JD on these? We are. Oh, yeah. Good, because for like the stuff that I've heard you working out with him, like everything that's come, I'm like, dude, please keep working with JD. Like I remember the one time we talked with JD on the podcast, well, with uh, the arena side project where it was like, yeah, always pushing like, you know. I like you here, but like, I don't believe you yet. I don't believe every single release. It's like, I'm hearing that believability in the vocals, in the, I'm hearing the believability in everything. So keep working with that guy because the music just keeps getting better and better every time you work together. Cause JD, that chemistry is JD's there. It's a, awesome. 
He's a beast. JD's an amazing friend and he's an amazing like supporter of this band. And he, he really just wants to see it succeed. And him and I have such a very transparent uh relationship. And it'll just, you know, he'll push me, man. And I have that thick skin where, you know, if he says something sucks, I'm gonna trust his opinion. I'm not gonna go, well, I thought it was great. It'll be uh I'll accept it because I know he's trying to bring the best out of me. And you know, it it's you know, a lot of people can't really handle that. You know, they think that like they take it too personal and I, I don't, I don't with him. I know he's just, at the end of the day, I know he just wants to see this succeed and he's going to do whatever he can to make it and get it to that point of that. He's like a next level musician. Like he's, he's unreal at everything like drums, bass, guitar, he like vocals, he can do it all. And he's just so fucking good. JD's a prodigy. He really is. He's one of the most talented people I've ever met. And, uh, motherfucker can write a riff and he can write a song and he's uh he's just uh, i'm very uh i'm very grateful he's in our corner he's just such a such a great dude too like he not only is he like great at music but he's just a great person he's just a sweet dude just an overall great person to have around the band to be able to work with and to be able to help you guys out to achieve the level of music that you want to get with outlier to achieve the level where you want to be with as a band just everything you got the perfect person in your corner and with the rest of the team you're building around you, looks like you're building this up the best way possible so that, you know, 2023 is going to be the year outlier. So that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I want to see from you guys. And, well, we're going to make it happen. How is that going to happen? happen? There's going to be a lot of different ways it might happen. But is it going to happen? We're making it happen. We're going to make it happen. Thank you, dude. I appreciate that, bro. Oh, you're welcome. So as we bring this podcast to conclusion, so you guys can get home, get some sleep, and also because I'm pretty sure you got a big day again tomorrow as well with all this stuff you're doing in the studio, all the stuff yep. you got going on. I want to make sure you guys are doing the best bound possible. So as we bring this podcast to its close, guys, I'd like to give you guys a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote at the end of the podcast. So gentlemen, the floor is yours. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, I no, appreciate you having us on and uh, thank you so much. And uh, obviously we just released uh, Blame the Dead. So if, uh, go to YouTube, check out Blame the Dead. And uh, that's all I got for right now. And uh, I'd, I'd like to capitalize on that. Thank you, Kev. Appreciate you having us on, man. We, uh, I love I love coming on and chatting with you. And um, every fan, honestly, every single fan that's been diehard and uh, that whether they've been since the beginning or they're just, you know, coming on board now, we appreciate you. And uh, we just, a lot of bands say it, but truth is we really couldn't do it without you. So no, every, every, every email that I get or every uh, DM that I get on Instagram or Facebook, like I, I respond to that shit immediately. And uh, like, I, I can't thank anybody got enough because like, realistically, if you guys weren't supporting, like we wouldn't have no one to play in front of and uh, life would be pretty boring. So thank you. <laughs> Life would be boring, but we're so much happier that life is nowhere near as boring as it could be because we get to listen to great music like the music from Outlier. It's fantastic. Oh, and thanks, thank bro. you, bro. Thanks, Kevin. So now it's time for me on this podcast with three things. First things first. Yes, we've got new music coming out from Outlier on September 9th. We've got a brand new music video for you guys to check out as well. On top of that, you know, 2023 is going to be the year of Outlier. So if you're not following along with the band already, you're going to want to be doing that. So go to the description of the podcast. Of course, say find Outlier online. Links for the socials, links where you can watch videos, links where you can go get tickets for whatever live shows they're playing. Make sure you come out to the Weird Hungry Festival to come see these guys play live. We'll mosh the pit. We'll have a fucking blast where you can buy some merch, where you can listen to music, stream music, download music, buy music, everything like that. Be in the description of the podcast will be links, labels. Click, go. It's going to take you there. I'm doing all the hard work for you guys. All you have to do is click. Like I'm doing all the research. 
I'm making it as easy as possible. You really are. You really are, man. One man team. And now it's time for number two. And Joey, you know exactly where I'm going with this. So, Mike, this is going to be also in with you as well. So, every time I have bands on the podcast, I absolutely love having on the podcast. And this is another little story behind it as well. In April, I end up getting to meet up with the guys from Caskets and Holy and Absence because I've had cast on the podcast twice. I was drinking beer with them on their tour bus, and Luke from Holy and Absence asked me who are my top five favorite guests on the podcast. He's like, you don't have to answer. And I literally rattled them off like crazy. It was just like, all right, not in order. I'm like, King Collapse, GFM, Outlier, Caskets, Varsity. They're like, who's Outlier? I'm like, go check them out, dude. So... Like, I was, like, literally, like, reeling them off. Like, you guys are always one of my favorites. Joey, you're one of my favorite guests of all time. So, thank you, bro. there's no way in hell I'm ever going to do a podcast and this promise is not going to be hit. So, at when we were Hungry Festival, when we do that whole entire, like, fun live stream thing, just, you know, do a little Q&A stuff, before the set, after the set, before I throw flowers into the, into the crowd or f- throw flowers <laughs> at you, whatever it is, when we do that whole entire thing, I'll tell you this, guys, that first round, it's on me. Oh, Appreciate yeah, you, bro. Thank, Thank you. you, man. You're very welcome. So, can I end this podcast by saying goodbye? Fuck no. I can't say goodbye to one of my favorite guests of all time. On top of that, we've got... I'm going to see you guys in like two months. So, this is not goodbye, gentlemen. No, no, no. This see is... Later. See you later, bro. Well, folks, I'm going to interview with Joey and Mike from Outlier again. Some of my favorite guests to ever have in the podcast. Always do one with them once a year. And perfect timing. Brand new music. Brand new new appearance at the We Are Hungry Music Festival October 21st of 2022 in Las Vegas, Nevada. And 2023 being the year of Outlier. Yeah, we're making it happen. So you're going to want to follow along with Outlier as well. Make sure you're a part of everything that's going on. So go script for the podcast. Here it says find Outlier online. Links and labels for social media accounts for where you can watch the videos where you can stream their music, buy the music, download the music, where you can pre-save it, where you can get some merch, where you can find them playing live near you. All the tubes of the podcast where it says find Outlier Line, go there, click there, follow along with them, become a part of this crew because you're going to want to. Also, be sure to be subscribed to, you know, to the Core Progression Podcast and follow along with us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, links to the podcast as well. We are also, for the podcast, please subscribe on YouTube where you can watch all these interviews or you can listen on Spotify, Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon, wherever you're going to be listening to your podcast and or a lot of different places. So please hit that subscribe button. helps us out. Hit that stream button or play button. helps us out. So if you're subscribed, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're not subscribed and now you're going to be subscribed after this episode, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're not subscribed, you're like, yeah, I like this episode, but I still want to subscribe. First, I'm going to ask you to reconsider. Second is if you reconsidered and you're going to subscribe, See part number two where I said thank you. If you're just like, ah, I just don't want to subscribe, thank you for stopping by anyway. Thank you for being a part of this podcast, listening experience as well. Um, hope to see you back sometime soon. You're always welcome here. Also, want to thank support for this podcast. Remember, Manscaped, that lawnmower 4.0. There it goes. Get 20% off and free shipping by using the code CPP at manscaped.com. And remember to get your tickets for the When We Were Hungry Music Festival happening in Las Vegas, Nevada, October 21st of 2022. Pancakes in the Pit, Memes in the Dreams, baby. On top of that, you know, get to see Outlier play live. Get to see a lot of these other bands play live. Want to have one of the, want to relive that warp Tour feeling? Want to get that back? When We Were Hungry, baby. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Joey, once again, man. Always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for joining us, Mike, for this one. Can't wait to see you guys out at We Were Hungry Festival. I got to find a way to get those flowers in there to throw at you so you can hit that Tony Bennett moment, man. It's going to happen somehow, some way. 
So on that note, that's going to be for me, guys. We're listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. of the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!